Hi, I'm Grant Dufresne, and welcome to Dufresne Ministries podcast channel. We believe that as you listen to this message, your faith will be stirred and you will be encouraged in whatever you are believing God for today. Stay tuned at the end of this message to find out more information about our ministry. Praise God. I want you to go over to Mark 11, if you would. I had, uh, I was in Dodge City, uh, Kansas, the supposed to be the capital of where the cowboys all started. And I, I had a, I had a, a Sunday morning, uh, Sunday night and a Monday night meeting there. I, I've been traveling actually in two and a half years. I believe it's two and a half. I could two and a half years. I'll be in the ministry for 50 years doing church work and ministering and traveling all over the world. Actually, I was sitting on a bar stool in 1965 on my way to hell, drunk, and a voice came to me and said, you will go all over the world and preach the gospel. I had the bartender set everybody up with a beer, and I told him I'm going to be a priest, because see, I was raised Catholic. Well, when you're drunk, you don't know no difference, you know. They all drank my beer, but uh, a week later, I got saved, and I've been doing church work ever since. Not over, not just bragging, just a fag over 12 million miles just in, uh, just in airlines. I ain't counting my private airplanes that I've had through the years and have now. But the Lord said to go. And, um, but I, I was, uh, Sunday night of that meeting, I got caught up in the spirit, got up to preach and the anointing fell. And, you know, people were, under the anointing of God, and, and, I, and I sat down on the platform, and, uh, and the Lord started speaking to me. He said, 2012 is going to be the year where your heart desire and all the things that you've been believing for will come to pass. So I ask him, because I, I uh, have a voice, not just to our church. Actually, my wife is the pastor there. That's just part of our ministry, but she's the pastor. Because I'm out in the field. If I, if I just went off the field and, and pastored, I'd, I'd probably wouldn't you'd be coming to my funeral. Because uh, just you, you get out of the will of God doing stuff like that. But I, I said, now, is that, is that to me, me, me personally, to my wife, or is it to everybody? Because you know, when you're a voice, you, you want to speak, not just misunderstand if he's saying it just for you or is it for the body of Christ. Hallelujah. So I, I, he said, no, it's to everybody. He said it's to everybody. See, two years before that, actually two years a uh, week before last, I was down in High Springs, Florida preaching, and all of a sudden I, 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 I noticed out of the side of my mind somebody was standing there, and I looked around when I did it was Jesus. He said, now, he said, now it's time for that other office that Dad Summerall prophesied over you right before he passed away. And he said, That's, that is the, uh, the office. He said, now it's time for your apostleship. Well, I've been going in and out of that. If you know, I mean, if, you, if you're sent, then you're an apostle. If you're not sent, you're not. Well, I've been doing the work, you know, uh, of course, the office of a prophet. When I left my first church, 
uh, I, I went into mostly into the field, but I went under the anointing as a prophet. But he said, now it's time, it's time for you to walk in that apostleship. He says, stretch your hand. He walked around. I was standing right there by the pulpit. And my wife will tell you, and I put out my hands and he put his hands right over mine. He still got those holes in his hands. And he said, now, now you, you, uh, you're certified, if I could say that. He didn't say that, but I said, now you're certified. Said to myself, now you're certified to walk in that office. And now I could say it, you know, I'm not going around saying something I ain't. But yet I'm doing it, I'm working it, and I knew in that. So uh, I got back to the house. This is two years ago. Was it two weeks ago, wasn't it, Dad? Siti Mahatai. Siti Mahatai. But it was, uh, yeah, two, 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 two years ago last week when we were in High Springs. We went back two weeks to the, to the week. And I went back home and God started dealing. He came in my bed. He didn't appear to me, but he started talking to me. You know, if you're going to walk, if you're going to walk in, a, in an office of the prophet, you, you, you almost become a loner. Because if, 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 if you, you know, like me, I can't run around all afternoon, you know, and doing things and then get up and preach because the Bible says to wait on your ministry and to be accurate. Uh, are you listening to him? Anyway, I was just waiting on my ministry and he said now, he, he said, uh, he said, now that I told you from 60 to 70 that I was going to bless you personally. Uh, Pastor asked me in the car coming over, he said, do, do you feel different at 70 than you did when you're 50? And, and uh, I said, not really, except I, I realized, you know, your body's getting older. You know, do you feel any different? See, but he, he said, the Lord said, from 60 to 70, I'm going to bless you personally. He said, I'm going to make a millionaire out of you because you've been faithful. Amen. And he has. And he has in properties and everything. I mean, he has. He has done that. He said, now, now see every, see the pattern for God deals with me. You got to learn how, see, you got to learn how did God speak to you? If you haven't been hearing from God, go, to, go back to the last thing where God spoke to you. See, you, you got to learn the patterns of God, how he talks to you and minister, especially in the area of the ministry. And he said, he, 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 uh, he said now from, he said from 70 to 80, you will bear more spiritual fruit than you've had in all the years you've been in the ministry. Amen. And he said, now you've been, you've been praying. You'd, you want to slow down? He said, no, I can't afford for you to slow down. He said, I got a whole new generation. So you got to understand, if you just outlast everybody, you'll get a whole new generation that needs you. Amen. Did you know that most ministers that start out, the high percentage that start out after five years, they're not in the ministry no more? something to think about. I'm still here. You're still here. Amen. Hallelujah. But he said now from 60, uh, 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 from 70 to 80, he said, you'll bear more fruit. And of course, all hell broke loose. 
If you're going to walk in offices, especially like Paul did, he was in and out of all those offices. But if you're going to walk, this, this is for the ministry and for you, you understand. If you're going to walk in the, in the anointing like Paul did, and you preach, see, if you preach the Pauline revelation, you're going to have the same test and trial. That's what he told me. I said, God, it all hell broke loose. I didn't, you know, why, why are these people acting that way? He said, study Paul. I was trying to find a, uh, 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 the life story of Paul. What kind of guy was he? What was it? You know, just to, uh, and, uh, you know, there's some people that have done, what do you call it, expositories on, on Paul or something like that. And there was a reason why that, because God said the same things he went through, you go through. He was shipwrecked. He got, you know, and I mean, all kinds, he was beaten, left for dead. Well, I haven't had that, praise God. See, if, if you're a baby and a whiner, you won't make it in the ministry. If you're pastoring and you get touchy about what people say about you, just always remember this. I learned it in the, in the younger days. My joy is not in other people's head and what they think of me. My joy is do, obeying God. And there'll be enough people to, to bring out that you missed it. I mean, there'll be enough people around. That, and of course, they didn't look at themselves how many times they missed it. But the main thing is I'm still here. And I have a solid ministry. Amen. I said amen. Glory be to God. All right, so, so see, he said that. Now, here, here we're at, going back to Dodge City, and the Lord said, he said, now, 2012. Now, see, now see I'll be 71 this coming June. He said, now, Two years of buffetings and tacking my finances, tacking my integrity, tacking everything. What? See, you got to know every time. See, every 10 years, I go into a different place in the spirit. And when you do, the devil will fight you every inch of the way. He'll do anything to, to get you off track. Well, it didn't work, Mr. Devil. It didn't work. And after that, see, now our Bible school went. Now we're building new, a new building for the Bible school. All kinds of things are happening. But get back to Dodge City. He said, he said, this is the year. Tell my people. Tell the pastors that are in your organization, Fresh Oil Fellowship. Tell them this. That whatever you're believing, but this is the year, 2012, of course, that was 11 when he said that, 12, that this is the year for all your heart desire and everything that you've been believing for. Now, listen, then he said, now, here's, here's, the, here's the thing. He said, they have to say it. You have to say it will come to pass. See, wait, right here, I got this band right here. This is for our, our, our thing we kicked off uh, uh, that, uh, at our church to raise money for the new buildings. It's the coming to pass campaign. And this is to remind us every day to say everything that I'm believing for. So you got to say it. All right, we left. We had Thanksgiving. That was, that was the week before Thanksgiving. Got a Thanksgiving. And then one Saturday night, I was preaching at our Saturday night service. We got a Saturday night, we got a Sunday morning, and we got a Tuesday night. And God's going to fill all those services up. 
to get the word. But I, I was preaching, and when I did, I looked over, and I got caught in the spirit, and I saw this wave. I said, what is that? If you're in the meeting, I always say, what is that? I'm asking God, what are you showing me? Because I don't know everything, do you? Amen. I don't. I just, what is that? Why are you showing me that wave? Now, remember what I said last night when I was talking about how the glory, and, we, and how we've been having the glory come into all our services at different degrees. It's in here. In different degrees. And he said, as that glory increases, when it, as it increases, that's when, that's when all the gifts of the Spirit, that's when all the gift ministries will operate at full potential power. He said that to me in 99 when I went to heaven. I've had people... How do you have all these experiences? I don't know. I, if I was God, when I first started out in the ministry, I'd have said, no, not, not me. I, I just, let me build churches and stuff like that, work behind, not me. Because when God started dealing with ministry, I said, I don't like most people. Why well, do I want to get and talk in front of them? I was the deacon and got in a fist fight in front of my Assembly of God church. Because a guy called me an SB and I co-cocked him. That's how carnal I was. What do you do now if they call you that? I just get Mitch, my pilot. I just get him to beat him. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm in the flesh now. <laughs> So I was asked, I said, what is it? And in that wave, it was just coming up. Now, I, I was raised in Southern California, and I wasn't a really a surfer, but I was a fisherman. I, I loved to fish. And I'd go on, uh, in the summer, I'd go on all-day barges, you know, go out, get on a boat, and I'd go, I'd catch mackerel, and then I'd go back on the pier and sell it, and then come ride my bike back next morning and pay to get on the barge and do that. But I was down there by the waves, and then when we went to the beach, if you notice the wave, sometimes when it comes in, you can look into that wave, and you can see seaweed. Sometimes you can see a shark. You can see fish. You can, you can see trash if it's in there. But in this vision, I started seeing money, I started seeing buildings. I started seeing equipment. I started seeing all that. He said, everything that they need, and he said, especially the ministers, everything you need is in the wave. See, Dad Summerall always spoke to us and told us, every revival God funds. Now, what we're at right now, there's a fourth phase revival that God had since the 1900s. The, 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 they had the Welsh revival, but w over here we, we had the uh, uh, Smith Wigglesworth and Dad Summerall, they prophesied about the four different ones before Jesus came. It was the healing revival, it was the charismatic revival, then what we call word of faith, preaching faith in the word, but then the, the last revival is all the gifts of the Spirit will be a full manifestation and the ministry gifts. At full potential. You haven't seen the pastor at full potential. He, he called them feeders. When I went to heaven, he said those feeders. He said shepherds are feeders. Not entertainers, but feeders. 
And, and he, you see, you'll see that at full potential power and it will draw millions. Our churches won't be able to hold them. Those that will preach the word and allow the Holy Ghost to flow. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. And he said, and he showed me where we're at in the wave as it comes up like that. Where, you know, if you had the wave, I had a drawing board, the wave, what I saw, he said, you're at this point right here and you're being picked up and those that are going with the wave and then next year, 2013, we're gonna be set down and running. See, and the Lord said, at Dad Hagen's funeral, he said this to me. He said, an era has come to an end and a new era has begun. Now, it doesn't mean we stop preaching the word of God, but that era of the teaching era came to an end. And we've been in a drought the last eight years. Pastors are going jumping ship and going to different, well, we're going over here to this group. We're going over, well, it looks over here. They're having a donkey show. We're gonna go over there. We're gonna go over here and go over there. Instead of staying fast and preaching the word and allowing the Holy Ghost to flow. But now we're in it. Praise God. See, when the water's over your head, then you're being lifted up. The water's lifting you up. We're being lifted up and set in place. And he said, in fresh old fellowship, ministers are involved in that. And that for others, don't misunderstand me. I'm just telling you what he told me. Amen. This pastor here, he, he just got a new building this week. You guys just got a new building. Praise God. But he, but he said, now, now you're going to have to teach on Mark 11. See, this here, our campaign, what we're doing, we're, we're raising money for all the stuff that we need for our building. And, and this, this is the reminder every day it's like putting a note on your refrigerator that it will come to pass. Everything that I'm believing for will come to pass. So you have to say it. We've been taught these last 30 some 40 years about faith. And yet I mean around and I don't want to hurt preachers or anything, but I've been around preachers and you could listen to them talk with a doubt and unbelief. Well, you know, we've been in a dip. Well, I remember John Osteen was one of the biggest dip that hit Houston and he built that big old building right in the middle of a dip. What does is, what is a dip have to do with God's finances? The money didn't leave. Oh, the money left. We don't have no money. You know, it's on this planet Earth. You know who has it, don't you? The devil has it. And you got power to take authority over your money. Devil, get your hands off of my money. It didn't leave. It didn't leave that gas is $5 a gallon. <coughs> See, it, we don't like it, but if you complain, you're, going, you're complaining against your supply. If it went to $10 a gallon. Listen, we have to buy jet fuel. And I, I don't even wanna look at the pump when we pull up the, the fill that jet up. And I mean, it don't go ting, ting. It go ting, ding, 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 ding. You know, eight bucks a gallon, you know, ding, ding, ding. And I just, every time that thing go ding, 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 I say, I got a supply, I got a supply, I got a supply. God is not broke. Everybody says, well, I'm on a fixed income. Who fixed it? 
is a certain thing, your job fixing it for you? When you do that, then your mouth fixed it and that's as far as you go. Pretty good at 71, huh? <laughs> Are you at Mark 11? Now listen, hallelujah. Now, if you'll listen to me and not say, well, I've, and get in there, I heard this before. See, you'll never learn when you say I heard it because listen, faith don't come by heard. Faith don't come by heard. It comes by what? Hearing, Hearing over and over. What you're learning tonight won't be no good tomorrow. Because you got to feed your faith every day. Every day. Every day. You have to feed it every day. That's why your pastors you get tapes. Have tapes in your home. Have tapes around. Read the word. Spend time in the word. Listening to the word. Faith has to be reborn every day. If you get new mercies, that means you gotta, you gotta renew your faith because you expended it. What you get tonight, you can expend it within 24 hours. So faith comes by hearing. Hallelujah. With this new revival that we're in comes fresh revelation of the word. Fresh revelation coming. Hallelujah. Now, now, now if you listen to it, I'm going to help you get that stuff out of the wave. I'm going to help you get it to you. All right, look at here. Look at Mark 11. Let's start with the 12th verse. And on the morrow, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. Everybody say he had a need. He wanted a hamburger. He wanted something to eat. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for the time of figs was not yet. In other words, <clears throat> when there's, I understand the fig tree, if it has leaves, it should have figs. And there was no figs on there. Now, listen to me. You'll learn something. And Jesus cried. Jesus did what? He answered and said unto it. Now I could stay right there all night just on answer. See, he's talking to that tree. And then he relays. Now we can go down that further and it talks about the God kind of faith. But I like to come here where, where because that's what he's referring to because Peter come running up to him. He said, that fig tree you thou curse. He said, have the God kind of faith. Or I like to say, this is the way God rolls. For you hepcats, you know what you're doing. I, my, my kids are trying to keep me up to date. And they keep saying, old school, old school. I say, yeah, but I got the anointing. <laughs> Amen. 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 See, you got to learn how to answer things. Now, the Lord told me uh, uh, over a year ago, we, this last new year, we were in Russia. And that's another miracle, what's happening over there. We're going back for two weeks. They're putting all our books in Russian and it's gonna, anyway, just, just everything has exploded 
in, in our ministry. It's just exciting to, to roll with God. Amen. Amen. See, learning how to answer, and he said unto it. First, we got to learn how to answer and then know that what you're answering will obey. So the tree must have had an ear to hear. And when you realize everything that you need on this planet Earth, it's not going to come out of heaven. It's already here. And it has an ear to hear. That's the way it was created in the book of beginnings. And we might get into that tomorrow night because God, God said, now when I was in a, a year ago, New Year's in Alaska, God said, now teach the people what you have learned from others and what I have taught you concerning moving things. Concerning moving things. Teach them how I taught you how to get your stuff. Teach young ministers how to get their stuff that they need. Teach the sheep how to get their needs met. He told me 13, 14 years ago, I was in South America and I was praying about finance. He came in my room. That's where that book came out, How to Be Rich God's Way. Rich don't mean just being a millionaire, but having a full supply. And he said, number one, 97% of my people live beneath them what I have provided, what Jesus provided for them at Calvary. Doesn't the Bible said, let the redeemed say so? In other words, people say, if you don't say you're redeemed, you'll, you'll, you'll walk in the curse on this earth and going to heaven and being miserable. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You gotta talk about, you gotta say that you're redeemed. I'm redeemed from sickness and disease. I'm about ready to explode inside, praise God. Glory be to God. I'm redeemed from poverty. I'm redeemed from lack. Why? Because my God, but my God shall supply all my needs. See, you don't qualify for the supply if you ain't got a need. I create needs every day. If you're in the ministry, you'll create needs every day and I have a supply so the redeemed soul say, so I have a supply to annihilate that need. <laughs> now, now listen. See, we, we, we get excited about things and, and that's good, but, but we need to listen to what's being said. For instance... A year and a half ago, I, I, uh, my bookkeeper was dealing with the state of California and we owed them money. We felt it was too much that are doing it. And so, you know, after they compromised and everything, then, and, this is, and then my secretary came, I came off of the road and this is my personal, not the churches. And they said, uh, it, it, the state of California, uh, your bookkeeper, and they all agreed. It was $38,000. And I'm thinking, first thought, I could buy my wife a new car for that. Pretty decent car for thirty-eight thousand, couldn't I? <laughs> and I, then I got thinking about the state of California. They're broke, and they're going to give this money and just throw it down a rat tube. So you could think the devil will bring up all kinds of things 
to get you to answer that wrong. But I caught myself. I caught myself, and this is, and, 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 and Francine was standing right there in the office, and, and, and I laid my hand, I said, give it to me, and I said, I have a supply, I think I changed your thing, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me tell you a little story. I was getting on to people because I thought they were texting while I was preaching, and my son's come, Dad, there's Bibles on those phones now. I said, I said, turn your phones off, quit. Anyway, are you texting? No, sir. No, okay, I'm just checking. I even got one on my phone now, praise God. And I put my hand on that and I said, I have a supply to annihilate you. And this is the truth. Within three days, I had the money. It came in to pay that bill. And then when the money coming in, I wanted to take it and spend it on something else. But I, I said, no, send it out before I get. Now see, how do you answer? See, faith answers different than doubt and unbelief. Faith answers different than doubt and unbelief. What are we gonna do? Gas is at five bucks, what are we gonna do? If we're on a fixed, quit saying that. I'm not on a fixed income. This is the truth. I make three times more than what my fixed income is. And I, and I haven't got a raise in 15 years. I don't need it because I learned how to use my faith. I, I'm, I'm expecting here pretty soon where I won't even have to take a salary. I can just live off of my saying in my care packages. I'm doing it because we're, I'm, I'm lightening up. Two years ago, he said, lighten up. We're selling different things. Why? For I can, now my faith that I've developed these 50 years, I can put it on something else, what God wants to do in this revival. So what we're doing, we're, now we're not compromising. So I'm not backing up in luxury or the things, the nice things of God but I'm cutting all the stuff where I had to believe God and putting it over on something, like maybe a bigger airplane to go over missionary, take money and put it over into missions where I was believing it to take care of that, I'm putting it on other things. Amen. Can I take a little side trail here? I don't know why God asked me this. He hadn't spoke to me about it since. He said, what would you do if somebody gave you a winning gave you a a winning lottery ticket and it was two hundred and fifty million dollars? He said, "Well, what would you do with it?" I said, "Well, first of all, I'd pay my tithes." Now, some people, would you take that money? I sure would. <laughs> would you take that money? Huh? Do you know that $10 bill right there, a, a prostitute could have had it a week ago? It, it, it could have been, how about dope money? See, it was dirty money because it was doing that. But once it comes into my hand, it's for the gospel. Now, I'm not gonna go buy a lottery ticket. I didn't say that. But hey, just saying, I, I don't know. 
And then I'd pay tithes. And then what else would you do? I said, well, I'd, I'd pay our building off because we're believing to pay it off. He said, then what would you do? I said, well, I got everything I need. I mean, I got, I'm t- me and my wife are well taken care of because we learned, we learned how to move things. Well, we do. I said, you know what I'd do, Lord? I'd start out to the fresh oil men and each one of them I'd go and pay all their buildings off. A good dad would do that. Well, how many is in your, and we all got, well, we're, this year we're believing for 200. We got a, over 150 now. I'd go, the ones that have buildings, they'd go pay their buildings off. I'd do that. See, that's why the devil's gonna fight to keep it away from me. Now, I don't know. He never talked to me about it since. <laughs> so if you have a lottery ticket, it's a winner, give it to me. <laughs> I've seen money ruin people. And it, 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 was, it wasn't the money, it was the love of money. Come in and work hard, pay their time to get a lot of money and forget about God and go buy a... How do I get off on that? But it's the truth. And forget, uh, forget their pastor, the one that gave them the word that prospered, saved their marriage, saved their bodies. I still can't get that. Come and get delivered and get set free and after two years, get offended at the pastor that gave you life. Your elevator don't go all the way up. You know what I see a lot in churches today? No gratitude. And what God, I've helped preacher after preacher, paid their rent and everything else to help them and no gratitude, get mad, hadios. I had one guy that didn't even leave a thank you note and paid for his house and everything for one year. Didn't even leave. He did leave the rental house clean. I appreciate that, but... And don't even say thing. I don't get. I don't get that. It don't compute. When I was in the gang, we had more honor than that. I had in the fifties. I had hundred and fifty cars in my car club. They were nothing but a bunch of thugs. Shaboom, shaboom, Eddie, my love. And we had cholo wagons and we wasn't even cholos. <laughs> We'd go in the A&W, you know, with my Chevy, you know, get a boom. I mean, it was so low, you had to come in sideways. <laughs> we had to cut the springs. Now they got hydraulic thing. <laughs> How'd I get off on that? <laughs> See, you, you, but you got to answer. Answer the pump. When you pull up there, say, I have a supply to annihilate you. It doesn't matter. I mean, I hear pastor and I, you know, you, you know, I want to be sweet, but I can't fellowship with some of them because they said, oh, it's been rough. In 2007, when, when that thing hit, our finances went to half. Huh? Isn't that right? It went to half to what it was before. And you know, all through that, we answered that. Yes, sir. Every Sunday they would count that and we would answer it. Well, we have a supply. Yes. 
and we never, never, we pay our mortgage two weeks in advance. Never was late. Because we answered it right. You got to answer. You can't sit around and talk about it. Amen. Amen. I had one preacher, how's it affecting you? I said, what are you talking about? Talking about the Holy Ghost? Oh no, the, the dip. He said, we've had it rough. I said, well, we haven't. I mean, I admit it's been tight sometimes. I'm talking about the church there, you know, doing it. But we're still there. We're still going. Amen, everything is paid. Hey! I got a million dollar building and it's half done and it's, it's all paid for. It's all coming to pass. You want to know why? Because one, we plant seeds. We do. Now listen, he answered and said under that tree, it matters how you answer. When God said, uh, the building we're building right now a couple years ago, he said, where you got your, uh, where, where you got your playground, uh, I want you to build a building. So we we're going to build a bigger building. He said, no, I don't want you to do that right now. I want you to build a smaller building, two-story. And we need it for offices. We need it for our Bible school and everything. We need another smaller auditorium where the Bible school students come in. Uh, I said, okay, where you want, he said, build it right next to where, where, your, where your kids play playground. So every time I would pull up, my spot was right in front of that playground, that spot. My other spot I used to drive, used to be in one spot, but it had handicap. And one day after parking there for two or three years, I said, the Lord said, oh, you're a handicap, huh? Oh, no, I'm sorry, but I moved it over to another spot. <laughs> well, they had my name under the handicap, but I didn't, you know, it didn't dawn on me. I said, I'm not handicapped. I know Christians that get those just for they can get up front. I wouldn't hang one of those. I don't care if I'm too, my, both of my arms were twisted. I wouldn't have them put it on my license plate. I'm going to bring it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You don't need one of those tags to get up front. Just, just believe God for a sparking place where he's got. Anyway. I, I'm, don't, just don't take this away from my preaching time. This is just introduction. You know, some of this stuff makes people mad. But you know, I hope it, if it does make you mad that you'll get into the Word of God. And don't be a carnal bucket and just leave mad without checking it out. I mean, you, you, you might be throwing away your answer to, what, to, what, to get things turned around for you. I've went into church, oh, Brother Ed, this is a hard town. I said, yeah, it's going to be hard for you, I'll tell you that. So I'm going to ask you, did God send you here? Yeah. It ain't hard no more. If he sent you there, then he gave you a place of authority to walk in that town. Walk in your authority. Don't let Sister Bucketmouth run you in your church. Amen. 
Amen. <laughs> Come over here and preach to you. By, by that. <laughs> now I'm going. I'm I'm backing up because I got to. And every time I'd pull up, I'd say, I'd say, playground. You're supposed to be a building. You're supposed to be it for two years. Then one day I pulled up and God said, all right, now it's time to move that playground. So I got Stephen. I got a guy in my church that has some quit, has a petty bone, you know, and all that. He lifted all that stuff and moved it out. I said, I cut the fence down. We cut the wrought iron fence down. Then it was just dirt. And I keep coming up and I say, dirt, you're supposed to be a building. No, it's the same thing that Jesus talked to that tree. Now things will talk back to you. Because it's still dirt. No, it's moving because I got the playground out of there. So there is some movement. And then, then the God said, now, now, now get it engineered and take that dirt out and pack it back in. You know how they go down six feet, then you pack it back in. And, and so I had a guy in my church and I said, how much it'll cost for all that? He saw about 35,000 to move it. And I said, okay. He said, but I ain't charging you that. This is my church. I should have a responsibility as my church. I said, how refreshing. You know, in my day, in my early days, in my apprentice days in the ministry, we never charged the church for anything. We went down there and gave our talents and our trades. That went over real big. You know, the pastors are saying amen, but I don't. Is that true? Oh, yeah. We just, what an honor to bring our trade that we learned. He took that dirt out, put it back in, and never charged us a deal. And now I said, Foundation, you come up. And I, I was sitting in the back room telling some people about it, preachers, and all of a sudden they started writing me checks. And, and, and that money came in for that. And then the steel. Actually, I, he, I don't know if he wants me to say this. His, his church, how many did you have at that time when you gave me that? He had 10 people in his church and he paid for all the steel in my building. And now he's getting a brand new building. And that's just a few months ago. And got a radio station. Uh, he's on the radio now and everything else. It's all coming to pass. Amen. And then, uh, of course, you had to put some plumbing. We got some bathrooms in there. I had to put plumbing, the steel down, the steel up. And then I started talking to the wood. Is that fig tree? What, what is it? It's a fig wood. And it had ears to hear. I don't have a picture of it. You have a picture of it in your phone of the building? I don't know if you do or not, but it's all framed up. It's wrapped. They're starting to put electrical. And when I left town the uh, Sunday afternoon, I met with the financial and we paid for everything is paid for right up to right now. Inch by inch, it sure is a cinch. I'd like it to move faster. Now, since I've gotten older, I've slowed up a little bit, but I've always wanted it yesterday. You know. Now, now listen. 
he comes down here and he tells us how it works. See, anytime, Jesus always explains, if you'll study the word and listen, people skim over things and they miss it. Now look at, remember Peter, 21st verse, Peter coming to remembrance, <coughs> calling to remembrance, said, Master, behold that fig tree thou curse. And Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. Now for you who are just learning, you know, studying the word, I have, a, I have a letter in front of have. Sometimes you'll have a number and I look over, there's a cross, it says, have the faith of God. What I'm teaching you is the faith of God, how God moves, how God does things. Now, you remember in Matthew 6, when he said, don't take the thought and say, do not take the thought, that's a no, 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 and say, where are we gonna get the money? How are we gonna get, he said, don't say that. Then he says, that's the way the world system works. But, what did he say? But what? But seek ye first, or how God rolls, that's in the new miracle today, how God does things, or how he rolls, and, be, and, and righteousness, or one Greek word says, be right, be right, how God does things, and all these things will be added unto you. Now look at there, there's the picture of our building where, where it is right now. That's one side of it. That's got almost 9,000 square feet. Everything is paid for. Point full right now. Everything's paid up to now. And it will continue to come in because I say so. And I'm gonna teach you how to move it. Amen. Have the God kind of faith. And then he said, now don't take the thought and say, see the biggest problem in, in, in if you pastor or minister is people getting their minds renewed. That, that is the biggest challenge is to get their mind renewed the way that God does things and not the way the world system works. You gotta learn how does God do things. I'm not asking you to lie. I'm asking you, what did Jesus do in the Mount of Temptation? He used the word three times and ran him off. Three times! That's my pattern. Three times, buddy, rub, and we're shipping your saddle home. <laughs> Amen. Well, you got, you got to believe that you have authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. And he said, have the God, or how they do it. And he, remember, he said, don't say that, but, but seek ye, find out how God does things, and be right. See, people are not right about their tithe. They're not right about the local church. They're, and it won't work for them. That's why they don't prosper. Because they're not right. You're not right towards your wife. Here's the, here's the book. Just whatever he says, do it. You ain't, buddy rub, you don't treat your wife right, you ain't gonna get a new truck. And if you do, it's gonna break down because your prayers are hindered because you didn't treat your wife right. <clears throat> and a nagging wife ain't gonna get nothing either. Because she ain't honoring. Uh, get the tape of this morning, what the Lord said to my wife. Not that she was trying to, anyway. Have the faith of God, for verily, now look at, listen, listen, and verily I say unto you, this is Jesus, God in the flesh, that whoso, who's whosoever? 
Are you a whosoever? So you qualify? You're born again? So you're the whosoever. All right, now listen. Do you think he's lying? I heard a guy on the radio one time. He was called the Bible answer man, and he didn't answer anything. He referred to this scripture and said, he said this. See, now, if you're ignorant of the Bible, you'll go along with it. A person that claims a Bible answer man. And he said, can you imagine, on a radio program, he can you imagine, at three o'clock in the morning, I was trying to find somebody to feed me, not put doubt and unbelief in me. He said, can you imagine anybody saying that you can have what you say? Can you imagine anybody saying that you can have the God kind of faith? And you know what I did? I couldn't talk to him. He didn't hear me. I, I just gone down the middle of the desert, Mojave Desert. I couldn't sleep, so I just I might as well drive home. And, and I brought my Bible over, and I got a marker limb, and I put it up against the radio, and I said, can't you read? Jesus said I can have what I say. Click. Now, that's how you answer doubt and unbelief. God puts you in a city. He gives you a place of authority. Do you know walking in this earth, he gives you a place of authority. See, that's what happened to Adam. He gave up the law of saying. And his own angel ran him off out of the garden where he had been taken care of and had to toil. I don't toil. I don't toil for money. I don't toil. I've been redeemed from toiling. I don't have, some people, Christians are working uh, seven days a week and don't even come to church because they're toiling. They try to make ends meet. And if they just straighten their mouth out and bring their family on Sunday and worship God and bring their tithe. God will bless you. He'll give you businesses. He'll bless your socks off. Yeah. <laughs> look at, so who's a whosoever? Raise your hand. Shall say. Now, if you have a pen, I would recommend, and if you have a Bible you can't write on, throw it away and get a, Get one you can write in. Put a square around say, just to remind you. That's what we got right here. See, we, this reminds us that it's all gonna come to pass what we're believing God for, for our ministry. Shall say, under this mountain, be thou removed. Now look at it. Be thou removed. That's moving things. If you want some furniture moved, you phone a moving company or go down to get a U-Haul truck. Yes, but what you do, you're moving at one place to another. Yes, sir. One place to another. See, he's teaching us how to move things. Yes. Now, I remember I was at a meeting at Charlotte. Am I all right for time? Hallelujah. I remember I was in Charlotte and they were celebrating a building. Dad Hagen was there. He was preaching two nights. I preached uh, 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 Saturday night and Sunday morning. And Friday night, they had a banquet. They had a banquet. And they sat me down next to him. Mom Hagen wasn't there. And they sat me next to him, and his mouth was moving. Now, 
and, 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 you know, and he was saying something under his breath. Well, you know, a spiritual person is always praying in the Holy Ghost. There's no use having idle time. Just build yourself up while you're waiting or flying or driving or whatever. And, and, but it was sound like he was saying in English. So I reached over. Now, the, the, the stakes weren't there yet, so I just reached over to get some salt, you know, put it over here just in case, to hear what he said. And he was saying under his breath, it'll come to pass. It'll come to pass. It'll come to pass. And I'm over here, and I'm asking God, now, what will come to pass? He said, well, he, remember when he was millions of dollars behind? And he said, he, and this is what God said. And I missed it. I missed it. God reminded me here a few months ago. He said he's moving his money towards him by saying it'll come to pass. That's what we got. It'll come to pass. And I go back and listen in the 60s in his tapes. And he said, I just want to let you know it'll come to pass. I said, I see it. How can you be in the ministry for 48 years and I still missed it? You're saying, see, you gotta say it to move it. You gotta say it to move it. To move it. He was moving that money. And after he went home to be at the Lord that same year, he went home to be at the Lord and that money came in on his watch and everything was paid up. See, this new building you got across the street, you moved it. With your money in your mouth. What was I doing? Every time I'd come to the parking lot, I'd talk to that and I was moving it towards. Are you with me now? Listen, listen. I, he said, now you got to take it slow for people can get a hold of it. Amen. Faith comes by here. Now look at say, one say, everybody say there's one saying so far. Be thou removed. Be thou cast in the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Now, I want to ask you something. Hallelujah. But shall believe. He who believes will have it. Now, I want to ask you a question. How many faith people we got in here? Raise your hand. All right. How many of you believe you're sitting in a chair? Let me see your hand. Now, why are you believing to sit in a chair when you already got it? <laughs> believing is when you don't, I just, I'm not trying to, now you, won't, now you won't raise your hand for nothing the rest of the week. <laughs> I'm not trying to make you, listen. I'm just making a point. You see, we, the believing is in for the invisible. When you don't see it, believing that your angels are at work, your words are at work, and it's working where you can't see it, but it'll show up. You don't have to believe for a chair, you already got one. Now forgive me, I didn't want to try to make you look like a fool, but I'm bringing out a point, because I raised my hand and, and, and showed where I was at too before, so no. Can you say amen? See, if you already have it, you have a brand new Cadillac and you go around and say, well, I'm believing for a Cadillac. No, you already got it. You ain't believing for that. Are you with me? That's where, that's where people, people miss it. Now, 
a lot of people hone in a lot on the believing part, but I hone in more on the saying part because there's three sayings he says here. The Bible says that your tongue is as a pen as a ready writer. Now think about that. A pen does what? And what does it do it right on your heart? Your tongue is like a pen. And when you say the word over your heart, that's why he said to guard your heart. Guard what you're saying because like my mother, she would say, I'm gonna die in my early 40s and she died at 45. Because she said it all the time. She wrote it on her heart. I could lay hands on her. I could have done everything. Well, that night before she died, she gave her heart to the Lord. She died of alcoholism, cirrhosis of the liver, just her body all messed up. But she, that's what she would say. You know, if you're fearful, you know, on these Christian stations, they sell you the X53 serum. If your mother died of a heart attack, you need to... See, they use... And if you're not careful, and there's nothing wrong with taking vitamins, but if you talk about that stuff all the time, it'll come on you. So the three saying will write it on your heart, and what's written on your heart is what you'll believe. That's why I always say we have a supply. We have a supply. We have a supply. What are we doing? We're moving that supply. Now look at here. And believe in his heart. And believe that those things which he saith, there's the second one, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you play, believe that you receive them and you'll what? You might have them. Now you see, that simple thing. Well, going back and sitting next to Brother Hagin, then, then he leans over and he said, the dam's about ready to break on you, Brother Ed. And then I, you know, when he said that, I'm thinking, you know, your mind goes, well, I wonder what's behind that dam. <laughs> Tested trials. And, and I, you know, that don't tell me your mind don't go that way. I mean, it goes, it'll go that way. <laughs> Amen. 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 You can have a mind that wanders off and still believe in your heart, but you know, you got to, and, 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 uh, and then he leans back over and says, behind the dam is all the gives of the spirit. See, it's in that wave that I was just talking about. And that was the same year he went home to be with the Lord. And we're flowing in it. I said, we're flowing in it. Did you get some help tonight? What are you moving towards you? I tell pastors, do you come to small churches? I said, I wish you wouldn't say that. Well, what do you want me to say? I'm not going to lie about it. We got a small church. I said, how, how about a pioneer church? That's better. Because see, your own words will keep it small. Well, we're in a small town. I know one guy, he's in a town of 3,000. And he has over 300 people. I said, my God. You know, he said, well, you know, we're a small church. I said, you ain't small. That same percentage, if you took the same percentage in a big town, you'd have thousands and thousands of people. Amen. I said, amen. You got the tithe of the city. Hallelujah. How many lives right here in the city? 14,000. 
So we need what? 1,400 people to get the tithe. How about moving that house? That dream house. How about moving that? How about moving that car towards you? This works everything. And if the Lord allows me tomorrow night, I'll talk about how things have ears. I'll give you a little preview. Amen. Let me give you a little preview here. Hallelujah. I got a $100 bill here. Amen. And who is that? It's there. Benjamin Franklin. Oh, Benji. What's that right there? Ear. An ear to hear. And what is this made out of? Now listen, and we'll pick up here tomorrow night if the Lord allows us to. Everything, plaster, everything drops ceiling, TV light, everything has an ear to hear. And it's waiting to hear from home for you to move it towards you. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I don't know if I helped you. This, see, the Lord said, now teach the people how you move things. That's how I get the equipment. That's how I get my mission airplanes. That's how I get my buildings. I started out late in the ministry. I didn't start preaching until I was about 30. But I'm doing catch up by the Spirit of God. You can. You you can get you 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 single people and get the right person in your life. Because if you don't, especially if you're called to ministry, it's going to be hell. I mean, you 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 can survive, but it, it, when God sends, I started calling my wife uh, twenty twenty eight years ago. Started calling a wife. Now many came. When you're calling. I mean, just whistle in a neighborhood full of dogs. <laughs> Unless you call a name, they're going to all come. Out of seven, well, there's seven billion people. Out of seven billion people, God put us together. She, she was in a bad engagement, and that broke off, and God put us together, and it's been nothing but heaven on earth for 28 years. Instead of fighting like she, get that tape of this morning. My goodness, get that tape. And especially in ministry, if you don't have the right people, it's the devil's going to use one to irritate the other. And it matters to have the right. And it works the same out of seven billion people. God put us together. Are you bragging? I guess you could say I am. I'm bragging on God. Yeah, but we have peace in our home. We don't. Hallelujah. Getting some help? You're going to start moving things? Move the right things to you. Put a governor on your mouth. 
Amen. I mean, you can have fun, but still, just put a governor on your mouth. What you're saying about what you're doing. I had one, one, one guy, he said, oh, this old stupid card. I said, you'll never get another one. You, you might as well enjoy it because what you're saying. You don't take care of it. You're not grateful. How about the house you got? You ain't going to get another one when you got old toilets sitting out in the front with flowers in them. <laughs> old broken down cars in the front. No, no, listen, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I'm a stickler for our buildings, everything, my airplane, everything that we got is A1 condition and, and, and it's first class, isn't it? First class. Our ministry helps, first class. Our congregation, first class. Because Jesus, he comes over to my house. I got a certain way I want my lawn. I want it green. I want it cut just right. I want flowers around to represent heaven. <laughs> Amen. And excellent. There's something about excellence. Hallelujah. Amen. My excellence, I run around with excellent people. I'm not saying I'm better than any other, but I'm going to run. I'm going to run around with faith people. People that talk right. I had one guy says, "Well, you're off now. Let's go to Las Vegas and see a show." I says, "Off from what?" Well, you you don't know how to take a vacation. Well, you mean take a vacation and sin to go see a pasty show? They did preachers, and they called us rank. And all of them, they're all messed up today, drinking and still in the ministry, drinking. Drinking wine before they go preach. Half loaded, not on the Holy Ghost. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at defrayministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Defray Ministries.